Welcome to Behind the Scenes with Brian, the podcast covering everything from engineering, mining, and mine waste management to whatever else may be on our minds. Pop in your headphones and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. And now, here is your host, Brian Ulrich. Hey everyone, this is Behind the Scenes with Brian, and this is Brian, and today I am joined by a student at the University of British Columbia in Canada, Nagar Garamani. Nagar, how are you today? I'm doing well, Um, thank you, and thank you for having me, Brian. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and I uh, was really interested in a paper that you recently published, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but just uh, as a teaser is called tailings flow runout analysis examining examining the applicability of a semi physical area volume relationship using a novel database and i really want to talk to you about that but uh, in in the meantime why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself sure uh, yeah, so uh, I'm doing my PhD in Geological Engineering at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, uh, I'm part of uh, Dr. Uh, Scott uh, McDougall's uh, Geohazard Research Group. And it's been a year that I also work for Boulder as a Geological Engineering Consultant. So, uh, yeah, so about the... Uh, my PhD, uh, my, my project is focused on development uh, of new methods uh, for empirical and numerical runout analysis of tailings ambition. Um, in other words, if a breach happens, uh, it is um, not easy to estimate the dynamic of the released tailings. Um, I mean, how far the flow um, will travel, how fast, and uh, what is the impact area. So uh, my research is trying to better understand the, the uh, source of uncertainties and improve the existing methods. Um, I would say runout modelings um, are a critical component in risk analysis. So this will eventually help toward better and more reliable inundation maps, I would say. Uh, and I, I would like to add uh, that this project is part of a, a research initiative called Cambridge, uh, which is a big collaboration between three universities, uh, University of British Columbia in Vancouver, University of Waterloo um, in Waterloo, Ontario, and um, Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, and five industry partners, uh, Golder, BGC Engineering, um, Cohen uh, Kruppenberger uh, and uh, Sankor and Imperial Oil. Oh, that's, that's great. That's terrific. And your uh, work is definitely topical and timely with the uh, tailings facilities. Everybody is always wanting to have uh, accurate and meaningful dam break analysis with the runout so that they can form the notifications and whatever kinds of safety measures are needed so I, I think this is really good timing and it's it's a really pretty interesting piece of research and, and so you're in the geohazards group but why how, how did that lead to tailings so yeah that, that's a good question um, well 
um, uh, so I uh, wanted so should I mention about my background and where how I got to actually oh ab- abso- yeah. absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah so yeah so that's a long story and uh, yeah so I kind of okay so um so I, I, I have a interdisciplinary background and uh, I'm originally from Shiraz, Iran. Mm-hmm. So um, I did uh, my undergrad in physics at Shiraz University in Iran. Um, and in my fourth year, I realized uh, that I'm interested in the application of um, physics in earth sciences. Um, so I took a couple of courses um, from the air sciences department uh, and uh, after I graduated uh, I went to Italy to do a one-year postgraduate program in air sciences um, hmm. like air like they call it air system physics and yeah. at ICTP Institute. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, during that year, I got interested in the study of natural hazards, um, especially earthquakes and land. So, and, and I knew that uh, Dr. Steve Evans and his group at the University of Waterloo in Canada are working on geological hazard assessment and risk analysis. Um, so I contacted Steve and asked uh, if there is an opportunity for me to, in his uh, uh, group uh, to continue my graduate studies. Uh, so that's how I moved to Canada in 2009. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, terrific. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, uh, so, so at U Waterloo, um, I worked on some uh, interesting projects uh, uh, my research was on large-scale earthquake-triggered landslides, um, and we were uh, looking at the characteristics of these two complex systems and their relationship in a global scale. Um, so I also did some work at a local scale. For example, I performed slope stability analysis using numerical modeling uh, for in the 1985 North Mahani slide in northwestern uh, Northwest Territories in Canada. <laughs> so, um, so I, I was at that time I was really interested in uh, hazard assessment and uh, um, risk analysis uh, for the natural hazards. So, um, and so hazard assessment is one, one important component of risk analysis. And runout analysis, runout modeling that we are currently doing uh, is another component of risk assessment. So they're all coming together that eventually you can have a reliable uh, risk analysis and risk assessment. So, um, so with that background, um, I, I kind of, so, so uh, within the, my master's degree at U Waterloo and my PhD at UBC, I worked for a few years. We can get back to that uh, mm-hmm. later. But the question that you asked earlier, so I had this background on um, working on uh, natural hazards. Uh, and uh, after a few years of industry work, I, I said, oh, I kind of miss the school. <laughs> I want to go back to the school. and. Uh, kind of do my PhD and focus on one topic. Uh, so, and I, I've read um, a few of uh, um, McDougall's paper at that time on runout analysis of uh, landslides. Yeah. So, yeah, so I contacted him and um, 
mentioned, I, I'm kind of uh, really interested to work with you on this natural hazards project. But I wanted my project to be kind of applied and linked to somehow to industry. Um, so we had a talk. Scott mentioned about this tailing sand bridge uh, project. And he mentioned it might be linked to industry, whether I'm interested or not. And I, I, I said, okay, I'll get back to you. So I did some research um, and I, I kind of like find it fascinating. I said, oh yeah, I definitely. So I have this background. I have the statistical mm-hmm. uh, and numerical background yeah. uh, for, for different applications, but it can be applied to other type of hazards, like anthropogenic hazards, like tailing sandwiches. And I said, yes, uh, I would like to work on that. So this is like four years ago. Since then, um, I'm learning uh, a lot, like like new things every single day about tailing sandwiches. Um, and I, I, I would say I'm, I'm lucky that um, I'm part of this dynamic research project that uh, uh, on a, like a daily basis we discuss with industry partners. We have a lot of meetings, so it's it's, it's really great. And I'm learning from all these senior engineers um, uh, about the tailing exam. Yeah, so that's that's how I got to tailing yeah. exam study. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's 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 terrific. And the, one of the things that's really interesting to me in your research, you've got a database of 33. Uh, flow failures i'm not sure if they're all flow failures but when you plot the data it doesn't seem to matter if it's confined in a valley or if it's open into a relatively flat area this um relationship seems to be independent of that but did you ever try to plot the two separately to see if they behave differently yes i think that this is a very good question Hmm. Uh, so the, the way we approach in this paper, um, it's in a log log scale. Yeah. And um, uh, as you mentioned, it's uh, like 33 cases uh, that they could be confined or unconfined. And we also did some, uh, 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 some um, kind of uh, considering confined uh, plots, like area volume plot versus unconfined to see if there is a pattern. And I think uh, we mentioned it in some part of the paper. The data is not enough yet. Like statistically, we cannot, mm. uh, we cannot yeah. uh, make any conclusion at this time. But there, there is definitely uh, some, some, uh, uh, some correlations. Like um, definitely it's different. I, I, I would say uh, based on my current knowledge, um, definitely, um, if you have enough data, you can see maybe some differences uh, if you consider confined versus unconfined. Um, uh, but at the, and we mentioned there is there is some uh, some some we, we we find some correlation, but honestly, the number of data maybe just 10, 15, that is not enough to make a robust conclusion. Uh, but for now, the 33 cases uh, on a log log scale, yes, you can you can see a very nice uh, uh, trend, I would say. Uh, yeah. But but there are but if we look at the prediction intervals, you can see there is a like a variation, like the uncertainty is really high. So that yeah. that that's the unknown that you are talking about. It could be different because of different type of. Uh, 
tailing down bridge uh, if it could be because of the slope downstream slope and it could be because of the confinement versus unconfinement travel path so this uncertainty means that uh, definitely there are more attributes that we can consider into this equation but we need more data yeah and no no offense to your research i hope we don't get any more data points anytime too soon maybe some like that yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe some old data points and I, there's there's probably a few in china that could be dug up let's say i see you've got a couple couple in china but i bet there's more mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah so um uh, the but the database that we start um, with, like there are a lot, like a few databases out there uh, that I would say maybe since uh, early 19s we have currently maybe more than 300 uh, tailing exam bridges mm. uh, worldwide. Yeah. So um, yeah, we could like the, the the classification system that we followed. Um, we were able only to um, gather 33 cases. It, it's it's really hard finding. Uh, proper satellite images, air photos, and so on. But uh, but we still like as we mentioned in the paper, this is an ongoing project. Yeah. Still, like collecting more database, uh, and, and we hope to yeah to to kind of um, expand this database uh, for as you mentioned for previous definitely um, old historical cases um, to, to to kind of. Um, uh, find better statistical, probably more robust statistical results. Right. Yeah, that's that. That's a good point. And I think one of the really useful things about this is when somebody runs a, a dam break analysis using whatever conventional methods, they can use this as kind of a a, a ruler to check the results to see uh, some of the the scatter in your data might be you know, an order of magnitude off of the, the the best fit for linear regression. But still, even with that, it, it's a good measure to hold up and say, okay, am, does my model look like it's close to fitting the historical data? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's this, uh, this relationship, um, I would say, it is a useful one uh, at this stage, I would say, yeah, for for example, if there is a numerical modeling, site-specific numerical analysis modeling uh, that has been done, we can compare that area, uh, inundation area that we found with these uh, empirical equations uh, for confirmation and maybe like a first order, um, like the screening level risk assessments. But but because of the the, the level of uncertainty. Um, in this existing like uh, a relationship that we provided, we suggested that yeah, um, it's not ready actually at this stage to, to use for um, prediction purposes. Yeah, yeah. If if uh, I mean at the very least, it's a really good rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, so yeah, it and... gives a good yeah understanding of where we are, what what's this um, right. estimation, first order estimation. Yeah. Yeah. And Nagar, did you take any special measures when you had a uh, dam break case history where the tailings went into a body of water? And how, how would you handle that if you did? Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, so, uh, yes, like when we started to um, uh, uh, work on this paper um, for, for consistency in um, statistical analysis, uh, we find out that there should be a classification um, uh, runoff system that we should follow. So, um, and uh, there are different different um, cases that you know, like tailings uh, uh, dam bridges have different uh, like characteristics uh, from one side to another side. So, uh, for example, I can give you an example of the the two, 2019 Bormagino tailings uh, dam bridge. Uh, so the the material traveled for um, almost nine kilometer before reaching the Teba River, mm-hmm. and when it uh, after entering the river, uh, the material traveled for um, another hundred kilometers. Right. So, yeah. So should we consider should we report nine kilometers in mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like in database or uh, hundred kilometers? Right. Um, how, how is it being done? So that's why we came up with this uh, methodology, the classification system. And uh, for our analysis, we only consider the zone one, which is the, um, uh, which is considering just the main solid deposits. Um, so for example, for this uh, Romagino case, we only consider nine kilometer runout. And yeah. after it reached that, that um, um, body of water, we consider it as zone two and the flow dynamic the, the the physics behind it will be totally different and uh, the, we should definitely differentiate between zone one and zone two when we uh, look at these type of empirical analysis even even numerical analysis so definitely there should be a way to distinguish those so um yeah so the this class so it's it's uh, it's not that uh, uh, straightforward that whenever the material reach any type of river we kind of stop no uh, and it's gonna be zone one so no it depends on uh, with, with the remote sensing um, techniques it, it, it was depending on the couple of factors the uh, amount of uh, water existing in the channel prior to the failure so if the body of water is um, uh, it, it's gonna dilute the tailings material or the tailing material will be like a dominant material in the channel so there were these kind of uh, distinctions but, but but mainly just to, to simplify it uh, yeah so we consider the main solid deposits um, uh, for, for the zone one and if the material reach a, like a high discharge body of water or uh, to the ocean or to a lake we stop uh, and we call like this is this transit this transition we call it zone zone two mm. i i hope i answered yeah. your question yeah 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 for sure and and you do discuss that in your paper and i thought that was very useful but to uh, present that as well mm-hmm. so, exactly. yeah so other than adding more data into the database more data points into it is there another step that you're going to carry this on to, or, or is this, or, or do you just need to more or less um, add data so that it's even more reliable? Oh, so you are you talking about the next steps? Like yeah, yeah. What's what's next? 
so yeah definitely um uh, like the first step is uh, um, having more data uh, adding more data to the database and uh, considering other attributes con- in considering uh, uh down downstream slope uh, the like, topography uh, and considering um for example the tailing type um, and uh, like like maybe even a dam bridge uh, geometry uh, the impoundment uh, volume uh, so there are a lot of factors actually when when a tailing uh, dam bridge happens there are a lot of different factors and even the triggering factors uh, how much water content like uh, this tailings were carrying whether we had free water on top of the uh, impoundment before mm-hmm. the failure so there are all these factors that make the tailings uh, whole complex and it's not that easy to um uh, to kind of uh, uh, summarize it in one maybe one equation yeah uh, that's why that's why yeah we suggest definitely for um, site specific studies numerical modeling uh, might be the better approach and uh, empirical analysis can be used for confirmation or in a maybe a larger scale global scale or uh, regional scale but for site specific there are a lot of other factors um, that we can consider uh, to to improve this simple area volume equation yeah well you've certainly extended the the uh process a lot farther than it had been before you started and I, th- I think that's uh, uh something to really recognize that it's it's come a long way with just with your help yeah yeah so i i actually should mention that uh, this work is part of an ongoing project and we are currently as i mentioned it's expanding this database and um, looking at other empirical relationships so um, there is another PhD student at New Waterloo um, uh, who is looking at these empirical relationships in more depth and he's taking the lead on, on that um, because I'm, I'm, I'm actually currently uh, working more on the numerical side of the project at this stage so uh, yeah so as a as part of cambridge yeah we are parallelly working on different subjects so uh, definitely uh, yeah definitely there uh, there will be uh, another papers on this uh, this uh, uh, this current uh, paper like maybe more depth uh, um, and more maybe databases so yeah yeah that's that's terrific and we always need things like this to develop and it's, it's just really something very nice to have and like i say with tailings being under the global microscope right now we just need more and more tools to be able to illustrate to, uh, to the various interests um that what what could happen and what we're trying to avoid happening but if something does happen we need to be able to advise people on what measures to take and this is one of the things that would really help with that definitely yeah definitely yeah that's that was the um, that was part of the ultimate goal of cambridge project as well yeah. better understand these uh, tailing slope behaviors for sure and um, finding better and like maybe uh, improve the existing methods uh, 
for runout modeling. Uh, yeah. Eventually, yeah. To eventually have a better, uh, maybe more reliable uh, inundation map and uh, emergency response and consequence. Like. Yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. Well, Nagar, in the show notes, what I call the show notes of this page, I'll put in a link to your article so that people can find it. Um, and is, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we say goodbye? Um, uh, I, I just wanted to mention that uh, this, this work was done through a collaboration with my other co-authors, mm-hmm. uh, two PhD students and um, three professors from the two universities that I mentioned earlier that was part of Cambridge uh, project, University of Waterloo. Uh, Queen's University and University of British Columbia. So, um, and of course, we received the great inputs from our industry partners as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and when do you plan to graduate? Um, I'm, I'm now in my entering my fourth year. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, there are a lot of there are still a lot of interesting uh, projects. Uh, yeah. To kind of follow on that, this Cambridge uh, research team. And uh, I, I still need to, to work on the, 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 like uh, uh, some portion of my PhD objective. So I would say I, I have still another year um, at, at UBC. So yeah, hopefully uh, I'll be done in, in a year. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. And uh, hopefully you take up a career uh, where you can advance this and, and use this. I, I like to be, uh, um, I, I like to think that people can go into tailings engineering. So we, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I kind of, yeah, I, 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 I'm really interested in, uh, tailings down bridge projects and, yeah. uh, I kind of make it now, uh, my career. Like I, I, I like to see that, uh, uh we can, uh, work on these uh, projects on a daily basis uh, on runout modeling and hopefully help practitioners and um, uh, mine owners uh, for 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 uh, better um, risk assessments uh, analysis for 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 the uh, dam breach assessment um, project. So yeah, definitely, I I I am enjoying this uh, uh, field and definitely. Uh, and I'll stay in this yeah terrific terrific well Nagar I've uh, kept you for quite a while and I know for grad students time is very valuable so I don't want to keep you uh, much longer but I really appreciate you coming on and one of the benefits to me of having this podcast is that I get to be a little bit smarter with each one and I want to thank you for getting me a little bit smarter today Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, Brian. And um, I enjoyed talking to you. Uh, and just the last thing I would like to mention, if anyone interested in learning more about Cambridge Project, you can contact my um, supervisor, Dr. Scott McDougall at UBC um, uh, or me. Uh, so I would love to, to talk and discuss about this that whole maintaining Cambridge, Cambridge Project. Uh, anyone interested yeah terrific i appreciate that and uh your email address comes along with a paper that i'll have a link to in the show notes so people can get a hold of you yeah yeah 
it is okay. there yeah okay terrific and with that i will let you go back to your day and again thanks for coming on the podcast Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time, keep on rockin'.